0: Hey, I'm Grace and I'm the host of this podcast, She Builds Me Up. She is my neighbor, my friend, my sister, my mentor, and my inspiration. She's the everyday woman that surrounds me all the time. We laugh together, we cry together, and we love together. I value her because of the amazing gifts she shares with me. Come and join my tribe and let's build something amazing together. This is where we uplift one another, we let our guards down, we invest fully in one another, and we become stronger by doing so. Together, we are going to get into the nitty-gritty of this weird world of adult friendships. We're going to combat our challenges and have fun while doing it. Okay, so we're back again for my second interview episode, which I guess is episode three. And today I have my very dear friend, Molly Bowie with us. Molly, if you want to say hello.
1: Hello, podcast world.
0: (laughs) um okay so i've known molly since i first moved to danville just like liz from last week because they both lived here before me obviously so we've known each other for almost four years and That's one of the years. it's wow. almost been four years okay i guess it's been three and a half years well we moved in in may
1: rounded up to four so
0: we'll, we'll round up to four yeah um so one of the biggest things that molly and i bonded over first was our love of soda So Molly is a huge Dr. Pepper drinker. I'm a huge Diet Coke drinker. For life. For life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I just have to tell this funny story about my daughter, Dorothy, who is two. She, well, it's not even just Dorothy. It's my son, too. They both have this really funny habit where I have, you know, Diet Coke's either sitting in my fridge or i have them in like a case kind of out on the floor and I'll just be doing something, and like they will just randomly bring me cans of Diet Coke, and it's just—it
1: sounds so inspired, <laughs> it's and it's such very a jealous. funny
0: thing. It's just such a funny thing because like my parents at their house, they have this little mini fridge in their basement that's just dedicated to soda. And so like whenever we're at Mimi and Papa's house, Flint just—I'm always just there's never not a Diet Coke in my hand because he's like, Mom needs Diet Coke.
1: He knows your love language. He does,
0: and I just—I thought it was just him, but then Dorothy. The other day, I like Flint was sick, and I was up in my bed. It was like nine a.m., and all of a sudden she comes upstairs with a diet coke in her hand, and I was just like, "What?"
1: Angel child, <laughs> I don't even think my husband understands that concept of, "Hey, bring Molly a Dr. Pepper. Seriously. That will make her day better."
0: It was so funny because, so then I don't remember who I was talking to, but it was me and Ben. And Ben was like, yeah, Diet Coke is pretty much the answer for everything in Grace's life. It's like, sad, I need a Diet Coke. Mad, Oh, I really need a Diet Coke right now. Happy, let's go get a Diet Coke. Celebrating, <laughs> Diet Coke.
1: <laughs> no, do you like it on the uh, rocks better or straight up?
0: Oh, man. It, it has to be cold. Like, yeah. I won't drink it if it's not cold. I think the best Diet Coke is... From the fountain at McDonald's, it tastes different. It really does. I don't know if Dr Pepper is the same way, but
1: um, I actually prefer Dr Pepper without ice, but it has to be cold. I will drink it on ice, but it changes the dynamic, and it's not quite the same. But I know my sister's a diehard Coke drinker, and she swears by McDonald's too. You know,
0: yeah, I learned it from my mom. She does got great ice. They do, they do, and what's funny is that I'll if I have a case of Diet Coke like in my basement, I won't drink it. It's like the worst day if I open my fridge and my cokes aren't in the fridge.
1: Then you pop in the freezer and walk away for an hour, and then all is good.
0: oh uh, See, and I need to learn that because I've, I've just had, don't forget that it's in the freezer. And that's what's happened to me is it's exploded in my freezer. So then ever since then I've, and that happened years ago.
1: No, I can scar you for life. It's quite the yeah. mess. So
0: I just need to like put a timer on that. So anyway, sometimes I'll put it on my ice if I'm desperate, but it's just not the same.
1: Good friends buy each other their favorite It's so true. This. Molly
0: always shows up at my house with a case of Diet Coke, and she is the best. So um, Molly owns a cake business. She is an entrepreneur, self-employed. Um, and she, if you want to talk, tell us a little bit about your, your cakes. Uh, How long have you been doing that and all I've all to, that? Oh, my gosh. The when short the, version.
1: When, oh, short. Hmm. I started decorating cakes in the fall of two thousand and eight and I can't believe it's twenty twenty already, so it's Oh wow, about twelve, 12 years. years. But I mean it started out kind of as a hobby. I love to do art stuff and I was never allowed to cook as a child and so when I got to college I'm like, let's cook all the things. Yeah. And I feel like in the last, I don't know, four or five years I've gotten more detailed and more refined and it's yeah. I'm busy. I can't keep up
0: she is very very talented she if you want to look her up on instagram it's what is it at, at simply... simply
1: underscore sweet dot molly
0: okay i'll post that on instagram yeah, it's too a complicated to remember. just just to look at her cakes she for my stranger things party that i've referenced earlier she brought this amazing cake that she like hand painted the Scenes on the side, and she had eleven with like a nosebleed on top, and with ego waffles and all this stuff, and it was fantastic. And it's
1: all about the details. I
0: think one of my favorite cakes that you've made is you made the um the monster book from Harry Potter. <gasps> yes, like a, she did like a three D version of that book that like. Has teeth and stuff that you know I'm talking about. And I
1: feel like I should get extra points. And also, please don't hate me, but I never like watched or read <laughs> Harry Potter. I know that's a sin for my age. Um, it is. But the fact that I could execute that made me very happy.
0: Yes, yes. So, yes, Molly and I are friends aside from just because she's awesome because we love soda and we love food. So, yes, foodies for life. Molly is my foodie friend, one of my foodie I friends, trust but she's who not eat. I trust yeah, I trust Molly's opinions on food and everything she makes is good and anyway. So today we are diving into the world of adult Friendships. I will yes. admit that we're mainly focusing on female friendships. However, the principles apply to principles any gender. Principles
1: apply to any gender. And female friendships matter. Yes,
0: we just happen to both be female. And most of our friends that we spend time with are also female. But yeah. these are, principles apply. So um, the biggest thing we're talking about today, however, is FOMO and social media. So FOMO. What is FOMO? F-O-M-O. Fear of missing out. So we're going to be just... We're going to be abbreviating to FOMO, so just for and it's
1: an epidemic. So you will definitely it's an epidemic. I will admit it.
0: I have a little bit. Um, We all do. We all do. We all do. whether
1: we admit that or not.
0: It's so true. It's so true. I always, (laughs) I always do wonder though if there are those people that don't have it. There has to be, right? Um,
1: it might be my husband, but he is so
0: introverted. (laughs) Like he really
1: doesn't. He he always says he doesn't need friends. I'm like, who are you? (laughs) I need my friends. (laughs) Who are you?
0: Um. Okay, so first I was going to discuss with Molly a little bit about why female friendships matter, because I think if we don't understand why they matter, and I think I'll ask multiple of my guests the same question, just because it'll be good to get different perspectives. If we don't know why they matter, then why are we even motivated to A, make more, B, maintain the ones we have, or C, get rid of the ones we don't like, I guess.
1: Goodbye, toxic friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so Molly, why do female friendships matter to you?
1: Um, I feel like f- female friendships, especially at this age, like when you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s, and even younger or older, I just feel like you need those women to buoy you up. You need to have some connection. And I feel like I've said this a couple times, well, I don't really need friends. Like, it's kind of hard. Where I feel like so many of my friends are in different seasons Um, whether that be with career or different ages of children or just what have you in life. And it's, it's hard to get that connection that you crave exactly Mm -hmm. how you want expectations. We'll get into that a little bit more. Right. But, um, I just want to share this quote. Um, friendship is one of the primary tools to spiritual and emotional growth in life. And if I don't have other adults to connect to in my life, then I don't feel like I'm growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got three daughters and I work profusely in my kitchen and I need that connection because I'm just going to burn out.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I feel like female friendships or any friendship for that matter can help raise you, lift you up, motivate you, excite mm-hmm.
0: you. And Well, and one thing that we talked about before we started recording is just this idea of having different perspectives. Yes. Because I feel like if you get so sucked into your own perspective or you and your spouse's, because me and my spouse, husband, we agree on a lot of things. Yeah. Kevin so like, and I, I do feel too. like a lot of the times I need even more outside and perspective. And you build up that wall and blinders yeah, and you don't yeah. see
1: outside.
0: Right. And I think it's very enriching to have people in your life being like, hey, have you thought of it this way? Have you thought of it that way? Right. And you're like, no, I haven't thought of it that way. You know what I mean? So uh,
1: something that. I've tried to focus on in the last couple months and I need to be more active on it is I'm trying to expand my circle
0: and so mm-hmm. predominantly
1: yeah. most of my friends we have the same beliefs we have like the same I don't want to say
0: ages of kids dynamics dynamics yeah, the yeah. Same,
1: similar dynamics and belief systems and I'm trying to get more involved in the community yeah and connect with other people who have different beliefs and different mindsets. Yeah. It's Just important to expand your perspective in your world a little yeah,
0: bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if we're talking about FOMO, which really, what really what we're talking about is social media and FOMO, how that applies to so much in our life.
1: Sorry about that. Clank. It's all
0: good. Um, and I think what it boils down to after me and Molly have kind of gone over some things is two things. And when it comes to your friendships is that you have to manage your expectations of what friendships in your life are going to be like. And then you have to manage how you compare yourself to other people. Um, And
1: can I just interject? I've said this to you before. Oh, how it must have been to be a mother in the 90s (laughs) where you didn't have like color D. You didn't have to go to all the things. You didn't see all the things. And you could just put your blinders up and just be happy.
0: (laughs) Right, right, right. And so I feel like social media is what plays into, like, we have warped expectations. Right. We have unrealistic expectations. We have FOMO to a, to and a we negative set point up. that we set ourselves up for. And I think, like, what we do is we tell ourselves, like, oh, everyone's hanging out without me. I mean, there's a whole book by, what what's her name, Mindy? Mindy remember. Colling. Yeah, which I, I haven't read the book. I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but. <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, good. You've read it um but like everyone's hanging out without me or man man everyone has this group of friends and i don't have this group of friends and i don't
1: have that best friend i don't have
0: that best friend yeah and i feel like not even just social media but like media in general like i oh, was yeah. just talking about i'm a huge buffy the vampire fan i have not Classic. slayer but vampire slayer fan um grew up watching it and um I just think for that is just one example of a show that you watch where there's this like core group of friends or like the show friends like there's oh, this core the f- group of six people six to eight people that like they go through thick and thin together and like no matter what happens like they're just these best friends and I just think that sets us up for these it's unrealistic that it's yeah friendship that yeah. we all
1: think we need to have
0: yeah and so then I see a picture on my Instagram of like six of my friends. Together without me and it's kinda like oh, next
1: door having a picnic. Yeah, like, our, where, where was I?
0: <laughs> and so I just think like how do we manage our expectations? Feelings those expectations. feelings. Yeah. So like what do you think healthy expectations are versus what based what we find ourselves basing on media and social media?
1: I feel like it all goes back to your expectations of a friendship. And you have to take a step back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you want in a friendship? What are you contributing in a friendship? So I'm at a busy phase in my life. I know I can't contribute a lot during the day because of the things that I have to do. But hey, I'm really good at going out late and mm-hmm. doing things in the evening with my friends and escaping for the night. But okay, what do I want out of a friend? What am I craving? What do I need? Do mm-hmm. I want somebody to go Walking with me in the morning? Do I want someone to work out with me? Do I want somebody to just walk around Target and shoot the breeze? Right. That is amazing. That is amazing. But I think once we figure out what we want, and then we can start investing. And um, so you kind of have to build of what, who am I, and figure out who your authentic self is through self awareness. And Mm -hmm. then when you see people getting together, It's so hard. I mean, it's in your face all the time. We live in a small community, and so there's a whole bunch of little groups that we all know who belongs to kind of which group. And when you see part of your group that you think you're part of doing something without you, it hurts. Like, you might say it doesn't hurt. It hurts. (laughs) And I think it's okay to feel those feelings. Like, feel those feelings. And then you have to do something productive with those feelings. And so, like, Grace, if you're hanging out with a bunch of people I want to hang out with, I could either let it wreck me and go into an emotional spiral. Yeah. Or I can be like, hey, Grace, do you want to go to lunch tomorrow? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I think what happens is, like, this has never happened, but let's just say it does. If I see you posting something of hanging out without me... Then I start to question, like, man, I guess I'm not as good of friends with Molly as I thought I was. You know what I mean? And
1: I feel like most of us have felt and that then, feeling.
0: Yes, and then you feel these insecurities like building up, and then like and then all you it takes think about the past, yeah, and you're like yeah, was that real? And then I'm like, all it takes is for me to call you up. This has happened with other people, but I can't even think of a good example right now. And like, go to lunch with you, and then I'm like, oh wait, we are really good friends. Like, I'm crazy. Like, you oh. know what I mean? Like, well, it doesn't take.
1: And I don't mind doing a large group. I like it, but I love an intimate setting where it's just one-on-one like this. Or Mm -hmm. if we have like three or four girls and just go out so you can connect more. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that happens all the time where a small group gets together so they can connect and have a more intimate setting. Right. And that's okay.
0: Yeah. And it's not
1: them attacking you or excluding you specifically.
0: Right. So I feel like with FOMO, we've got pros and we've got cons. Yes. So, like, I think a healthy amount of FOMO is good, and I say that because you need some kind of motivation to get you to get out and hang out with people and, like, put yourself out there. And if you don't have any kind of fear of missing out, then you're never going to, like, care, I guess. You know what I'm saying? And
1: it's not... And I think that it's a pro, but you have to be careful because you can tread the line of, well, I have to be more interesting because they're doing this, so I right. need to take a step up. No, right. you just have to put yourself out there right. and not try to make yourself someone you're not.
0: Right, right. If that makes sense. And I, yeah, it does make sense. Um, and I feel like when we get into the, the negative parts of FOMO, obviously, like what you just touched on, I think the other problem with it is... If you get too caught up in missing out on everything, then you don't get caught up in what you're not missing out on, if that makes sense. Right. No,
1: you're, you're losing your moment. You have to live yeah. in the moment. And if right. you're so caught up in the grass is greener over there, then you yeah. don't get to understand yeah. ho- what amazing experiences you have right, right. now.
0: Because I feel like it's it's a common mindset, especially with our generation. We yes. are millennials. I said I wasn't going to use that word. But it's a here little around. bit cringy I'm for me. I'm using it, yes. but I'm a millennial, so I can do that, right? Um, I think there's this mindset out there, and it might not even be a millennial thing. It's just like an age thing, I think, because I, I feel like I was a little more like this when Agent's I was younger. Age. Of just like, you, you don't want to miss out on the funnest thing, and so you kind of text like multiple of your friends all at once, being like, hey, what's going on tonight? And then like, you like wait to respond until you see what the most fun to thing is to do. Offer, right? And you wait for the <laughs> best offer instead of and like and you're willing to like let go of other plans and like shift and like you know what I'm saying. Like, or if it
1: doesn't turn out exactly how you're envisioning, like bailing, oh yeah it's very yeah. to me.
0: Or it's just very like and I know I'm guilty of this too, or I'd be like, Well who's going? Because if the right people aren't going, then I'm not going to go. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I just think
1: you're like, is this worth the investment? Is this worth the cost <laughs> of a babysitter, Grace? Is this?
0: That's. A good I mean, point. sometimes that is, you have to for us. That. Yeah, so you have to think about that. Um, and so I feel like that's true. That's a really good point. So like, I feel like now that we're in our 30s, Ooh. and even then, I feel like this applies to younger people now too. I just feel like this mindset, like that's unhealthy, because it 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 leads to unfulfilling friendships because you're constantly looking for something better yeah and like i feel like when i was in college i felt like the dating atmosphere was very like that and just like always wanting to find someone better someone better someone better and it wasn't until i like got out of that atmosphere that i found my husband and like got married and like not that we're you know committing so much to a friendship like a marriage but you know what i'm saying like you I have hate it to the just like <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we're not in that anymore, but
1: luckily it didn't last long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the point being is that like if you're always looking for something better because you're fearing that you're missing out on the best most fun, out. most interesting, most fill in the blank thing, then you're not you are missing out. Like you you're said missing on, out on those beautiful. You're missing out on opportunities to really connect With people on a beautiful, intimate level, anything you know, because like maybe just you know going and watching a movie at someone's house sounds boring, but like maybe after the movie is over, I'll end up having this amazing conversation with whoever. Maybe that that person
1: just needed to connect with somebody, even if that was sitting on the couch for an hour and then you going
0: right, or like maybe I committed to going to some party. And then I found out the right people weren't going to be there, and then I choose not to go. And, like, maybe I missed out on something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I remember um, I was at – I joined a uh, Bible study group the earlier last year in the fall, and there was one day where it just wasn't very well attended, and I – was kind of like, oh, man, well, this isn't going to be good. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, but my friend said to me, she just said, you know, the people that are supposed to be here are here. And it was just, like, a really, like, it was just this moment where I was kind of like, yeah, like, I just have to embrace what's happening right now and not worry about that, like, I'm missing out on, like, something that could have happened that was better. And it ended up being a very good day that day with our group, so...
1: I feel like, again, this is kind of like an age and stage. Maybe it's a millennial thing, but we need to stop looking to be entertained or have this like epiphany moment. We just need to kind of be there in the moment and absorb and learn and grow. And whether that might be a little awkward Bible study, you might get something (laughs) amazing out of that opportunity. Yeah. And so just quit seeking for the most energetic, the most exciting thing.
0: Yeah. Well, and I feel like this goes back to what I talked about in my first episode. Is like when you're constantly seeking someone better, someone that's more like you, someone that you have more in common with, then you're missing out on what happens when you invest in someone that's not like you Diversify. and that has di- like kind of like we talked about before, uh, earlier in this episode, like ha- adding different perspective to your life and like. You know what I'm saying. I'm not I, saying we should never go to the fun party because, hey, I already love, said I love throwing I love a fun parties. Party. I love yes. going to fun parties. Yes. Yes. But I
1: think of it like ice cream. Like, you can okay. always eat the vanilla. You can go to the ice cream store that has 100 flavors, but you really like that vanilla and yeah. you're always happy about that. But it's good to try different flavors, different toppings, because then yeah. you find out, oh, my gosh, all of these combinations yeah. are even more exciting, more delicious. And I just feel right. like we just need to sample all the flavors.
0: Right. And, like, let's be real, I feel like making f- female friendships is a lot like dating. Oh, it's it is. so much It's like so dating. much like dating. I
1: feel like it's more exhausting than dating because we <laughs> overthink things. Like, with a man, it's just, like... Pfft. I mean, <laughs> some men overthink, but, like, my husband's, like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we invest so much energy and thought process. Of, yeah. Does she like yeah. me? Does she not like yeah. me? Oh, do our kids mingle well? Do we do this? Is her husband compatible with my husband? We just have so many layers. Oh, we
0: don't even want to get into the couple's friendships. That's, that's like ex- a whole a new whole world. Whole that's a whole new game. episode. We'll talk yeah. about that later. But. but kids
1: and personal <laughs> and everything. Like just, there's there's so much thought and effort that we put in. And I feel like we yeah. overanalyze things yeah. and it's easy to spiral.
0: Yeah. And I think... Not that we're committing to a friendship in the same way we commit to a husband. Obviously not.
1: I might be that committed to you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But the point being is that, like, um, I think it's intimidating to commit to a friendship. Oh, yeah. And I feel like even with, I'll use us as an example. Like, I feel like we were, like, when we were first friends, like, I could tell that I really liked you, you really liked me, but we weren't like, we weren't doing fully connected. Things. And maybe you don't even remember this, but I just, I remember this, there was this very specific moment. Oh, now I'm ready. We were sitting in one of our, it was, must've been my car cause we were in your driveway and I must've been do dropping talk you in off. The driveway. Me and Molly <laughs> live like, we live like a couple streets away from each other. So we are carpooling to stuff together a lot. We live one street away from each other. Yeah. Anyway, so um, we were in the parking lot. Your sister had just moved away from Danville, and you Uh, were struggling with that. Yes. And you felt like you didn't have any friends and that you didn't fit in with anyone.
1: The big transition. It's the time of year when everybody moves in and moves out, and you just go, where am I? Square one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. And so I just felt like in that moment, I said, and maybe you don't remember I said this, but I just said, "It's was like, really, Ma, it's funny that you say that, because, like, I consider you one of my very closest friends here, like, I feel like we're, you're one of my, you're one, you're my person, you know what Which I mean? Which is why like, I
1: confided to you that But moment. the point being is it that, like, safe. because
0: I said those words, and I, it was, it was a type of commitment, like, I, I threw myself out there, and I was like. Vulnerability and trust. Yes, and I feel like there was a huge shift in our friendship after that, where it was like, okay, I'm safe with this person, you know yeah. what I mean? And, like, there's a commitment here and like, An
1: understanding, does that make sense? Yeah, no. Yeah, totally And I think does.
0: it's, and then we have this beautiful friendship where because we like have this commitment and like, instead and of, we feel comfortable talking. Right, and bad, instead of good, having bad, this like ugly. FOMO mentality where it's like, Oh, Grace is having well, another maybe, amazing dinner party without yeah, me. <laughs> and maybe there's someone more fun than Molly out there. I doubt it. but uh, well, maybe, I mean, but. <laughs> nighttime Molly's really fun. <laughs> But the point being that there is worth in committing to friendships versus having the FOMO mentality of, like, constantly jumping from person to person. And obviously we're agreeing right now. But um,
1: the fear of missing out goes with events as it is with people. So, yeah,
0: yeah. But I think one good thing about my FOMO, at least, not that I have, like, the perfect amount of FOMO. Because I'm sure what I is have the perfect amount of FOMO. I don't know what the perfect... I mean, who knows? <laughs> but I think one good thing about it is, like, I'm always the last to leave a party. <laughs> Just because I'm a night always owl. always leave your house so at, like,
1: midnight and I go, oh, I'm going <laughs> to die the next day.
0: And then, anyway, so, like, but I think... The reason I love staying late at parties is because I feel like that's when people get real late at night for some reason. Like, they just do.
1: You let your guard I down. I get real. The 10 other PM. people get real.
0: <laughs> you let your guard down. And, like, that's what I have the fear of missing out on. Like, I have the fear of missing out on realness and the authenticity. Intimate, real yeah, and inti- intimate moments with people. And I think that's why I love staying out late so much. Not and I know there's other ways to do that because I know not everyone likes to stay up late like I do. Like my normal bedtime is midnight. Yeah. And then my like,
1: I wish I could say my bedtimes earlier, but my brain doesn't shut off. It so. just
0: <laughs> sometimes I'll tell myself I'm like I need to go to bed earlier, and then I'll be like I'll lay in my bed at eleven, and I cannot fall asleep right? until like twelve.
1: I should just text you, Grace, so you awake <laughs>
0: And I always am. I just people know Last that about me. Last night I text you at eleven fifteen. Yeah. See, yep. and I was we had a conversation about this episode, but anyway, the point being is that. FOMO obviously there's good things about it too but
1: and the good things are if you can have a healthy perspective and kind of learn yeah. from it and develop it like all right now I'm going to do something
0: yeah that yeah. group's
1: hanging out I want to hang out with that group I'm going to invite them over and do something yeah that I like to do with them right
0: right um so how so I want to jump a little bit from not from FOMO because we're still kind of in this category but like how do we create In this world of social media, slash media, because I think TV and stuff plays a huge role in this as well. Just our world, technology. We just have
1: pictures and information constantly.
0: We do, we do. So in this world, what do you think? Like, How do we create realistic expectations in our adult friendships?
1: Again, I think it goes back to figuring out what you want and you need. And then also... I think it's really important to remember that, especially on social media with pictures, mm-hmm. look at what you post. What do you post? Right. It's like what I post, it's like mostly the good things that the occasionally, like, hey, real life happens. Yeah. But everything that I post is usually like a nice picture. Things are going good. And we have to understand, like people are posting really good things, but they might be struggling. And that's awesome that they're hanging out with that group of people that day. But you don't you don't really know. You have to make that yeah. connection. Yeah. So. I feel like I need you to repeat that question. My brain is going... It's all good. I said, teenagers. how do we
0: create realistic expectations in adult friendships? And I think, to give you a minute to think... Oh, you're good. I think what I've been thinking about as I've been asking myself this question as I prepared for this episode is I think about the difference between what our friendships looked like as children, what our friendships looked like as teenagers, and even what our friendships looked like as young adults meaning yes. like 18 to 22 young adults dating, and then now
1: engaged married kids no kids, right kind of it,
0: it 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 changes it, things constant. you know what i mean and i think like you there's a maturity now and like at the same time i think you have to just work through certain things that you didn't have to work through as a teen like i just feel right. like as a teen you could just be like see ya you Flip made me going. yeah or whatever or she like stole my boyfriend well and it's easier <laughs> as a teen too because like you can just you spend so much time with your friends like yeah you see them at school or at church you spend the night at each other's houses every weekend like at least that's what i did and so yes. like you had these moments to like the
1: second and third families
0: right and like it was almost easier i think to make friends there were like now it's like I don't see... I have to make an effort to see you. Oh, yeah. Ask you know what I plant. mean? I mean, yeah, between your yeah.
1: children's schedule, my children's schedule, the dynamic definitely changes. And, like, when your husband's working or when he's not working, what yeah. what works for you? And it is definitely... Um, it's a give and take. You right. get what you give. And sometimes you don't always get back what you give. Right. It's an investment. Sometimes right. you make an investment and you give something and you get, like, this amazing, like, overflowing relationship. And other times it's meh. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. Um, as long as you understand, like, everybody's at their different season. And if yeah, somebody's man. just meh and they're not lifting you up and maybe they're rude, right. then you move on. Right. But the more you invest, the more likely you are um, to get a bigger uh, – return on that. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to say investment (laughs) because I said invest a lot, but a bigger (laughs) return. And then, um, who do you want to be associated with? Are you trying to be associated with that person because you want to seem more interesting or more popular or more trendy? I think you need to be real. Like, why do I want to hang out with grace or why do I want to hang out with so-and-so? What are your intentions? Are your intentions to be like a status symbol or your intentions of developing like an actual interpersonal, connection with
0: somebody. And I think what this all boils down to is a a good amount of self-awareness. Yes. And I feel like that's pretty much the answer for most things in life is a good amount of self-awareness. And I think, go ahead.
1: That's something I really like about my friendship with you because we reflect. So we make a goal. Yeah. We study the goal. We act upon the goal. Yeah. And then we just kind of evaluate, like, hey, what worked, what didn't work. Right. Like, when you host a party or when we're doing something together, it's something that you just constantly you're evaluating.
0: Right. Which,
1: hopefully, you're not constantly evaluating every friendship (laughs) and, like, super psychoanalyzing everything, but... I feel, like, I feel
0: like whenever you have any topic, fill in the blank, whatever the topic is, the real answer is balance. Cause it's like, balance, well, you yes. need to analyze, but don't overanalyze right. and you need to have not, too, to much 30, FOMO, but but not, not too much FOMO, but not too much. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like kind of funny that like really at the end of the day, that's what the answer Diets. is. But.
1: Don't overeat, but don't under eat. <laughs>
0: Um, yes. and I think back to the unrealistic expectations of how like, oh, we need this like solid group of friends. And like, I feel like it's okay to not have like this solid group of like six people in your life. Like, cause like, I feel like I have a, a
1: specific number. Yeah. Like, that's, like, I feel
0: like I have a solid group of friends, like, but at the same time, like that group is very like, what's the word to even use? Like, it's like, it's not like this set group of people. Like, it's kind of like I have like i have my bible study group and i have like my church friends and i have like my preschool mom friends and then i have like my like people that don't even live in danville from my past friends and like and even in danville it's not like i hang out with like all you know of these people all at once Mm -mm. it's like sometimes you know just the flow of that day is to hang out with molly and fill in the blank person and other days it's someone else you're dropping
1: your kid off of preschool and you're like hey let's uh, go to lunch right let's do something
0: right and I think it needs to be said, too, is, like, if you're worried about getting invited to stuff, because I feel like that's a constant worry with people. You need to put yourself in places where you're going to get invited. Put yourself in
1: places, you invite yeah, people. Right,
0: right. And I just think, like, I've thought about, you know, a lot of times, like, the reason you get an invite is because you show up. Like, that, I that's, feel like that's half the effort sh- right there. Half just the effort with anything in life is showing up. So, like, just force yourself to go to things. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying, and you can like, pick
1: and choose which things, but right. You have like, to actually. Yeah. Show up. Yeah. And,
0: but just kind of being present and with finding the people out which groups you.
1: work for you. Maybe you yeah. want to make gym friends. Maybe you want to make friends right. in your neighborhood. Maybe it's your, your religious group or right. a preschool group, but you have to create opportunities and invest in them.
0: Right. Right. And I think at the end of the day, you have to be willing to go outside your comfort zone Yep. The only and way to grow is to be
1: uncomfortable.
0: Yes. And you have to be willing to be authentic and just be yourself. Because like is people hard. it's very hard. It's very hard. But I think that's at the end of the day, people are gonna gravitate you to you if you're real. Right. Because they're like there's no errors. There's no like what's going on with that chick? You know what I mean? Like what? there's just an ease of just being yourself. I often say, I'm like, it's
1: too much effort to be somebody else. So here I am. You get what you get. Sometimes it's fun Molly. Sometimes it's anxious Molly. Sometimes it's whatever, but you get what you get. And I like that. And I like, I like people who I don't have to like pick apart. Yeah. Yeah. I just want your real thing and good, bad, and ugly. I will be your friend, but you just have to be real with me.
0: Right. 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 Um, and I feel like the, the last thing I'll touch on um, before we wrap up today is just that I think when it comes to putting yourself out there with FOMO or social media, like just put that stuff out of your head and just get out there and like try, like go to things, but like don't, what, how do I even say this? I think the most important thing is to not give up after one awkward interaction. Absolutely. You know and what I mean? Cuz sometimes like that first date yeah, is Yeah, really it is. It's like awkward. dating once again. It's like don't judge.
1: This is higher level dating. Friendshipping is. is higher level. It's just dating. higher level.
0: <laughs> don't give up on someone after one interaction and not even just on someone don't give up on an event after one awkward situation like maybe you move to a new town and you go to a play group and it's super awkward because you don't know anyone but like
1: where nobody's talking to you that day you need to go
0: like five or six times and then be like okay like this isn't for me or this is for me you know what I mean And I felt like most times in my life when I'm willing to put myself out there and go five or six times I almost every time it's worth it. And I like, I'm like, I'm really glad I did that. You and know? you
1: are so good at making friends and putting yourself out there. So podcast world, just know that grace <laughs> is amazing at this. So she is practicing what she is preaching, but I, I do want to have a disclaimer though. Like yes. I feel like when you are getting wrapped up and you can't put your phone down. Cause we've all been there. Like, you, Oh yeah. I'm there all just, day. Yesterday or this morning. I don't know. I was having, I was in a funk Yeah, and I kept seeing stuff. I'm like, Oh, <clears throat> that's bothering me i just put my phone down yeah i turned it on silent i put it in my bedroom and i walked away i was like i need to go do something else Mm -hmm. for at least an hour before i even look at my phone yeah because sometimes half the battle's putting your phone down and then just having a real connection instead of liking something on instagram right facebook or whatever right
0: right yes i totally agree and molly's very sweet um I think, and I've talked about this before, I think, I I will admit, I I think I've gotten to a place in my life where I'm very good at making connections with people and making friends. So good. But I'm, and I want to get into this more later in the podcast, but I definitely have not always been this way. And it's like, I feel like the reason I wanted to do this podcast is because I've learned skills to connect with people. Right. You know? And by
1: all means, we're not a psychology expert, although we did go to <laughs> school for that kind of thing.
0: I didn't. You did.
1: Well, you worked in here I society. worked.
0: Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah.
1: But n- none of us are experts, but we are real people with real experiences. And yeah. we do. We're very reflective about this kind of thing.
0: Right. And I, I will say the one thing I've learned from social media, surprisingly, which because social media definitely has its benefits. Oh, for sure. For sure. sure. I love Instagram. I'm like addicted to it for a reason, you know, um, is that I so, feel right? like you don't need to be an expert to have a message to share. You know what I mean? And I yeah. feel like that's what stopped me for so long from doing this podcast is like, well, what are my credentials? You know what I mean? What
1: are your credentials? How do you narrow it down? It's it's all overwhelming.
0: It is overwhelming. But at the same time, it's just like it's, even this topic. It, I'm like, it, it is overwhelming. Mean? And I feel like adult female friendships, it's something that's not talked about a lot because it's such a bear of a topic. Which is I need why, female friendships. Yeah, we do. We I all absolutely
1: do. need it. My husband realizes that I need it. Yeah, I yeah. I hope my children understand that I need it. <laughs> <laughs> they will.
0: They will. And I so, need friends
1: and Dr. Pepper people.
0: <sighs> yes, food people too, yeah. Yes. Anyway, so anyway, we'll get more into that as we go on. But I just I just wanted to thank Molly for coming on to the show she is a very, very busy person. Probably the busiest person I know. Well, maybe not busier <laughs> I don't know than my husband. That's something to be excited about. <laughs> She's the busiest stay at, quote stay at home mom I know. That is for sure. And she is also the most productive person I know. So I kind of want to bring her back and talk cu- about we that can touch base later. On productivity. Yes. Anyway, and so anyway, I just would like to thank you. Did you have anything to add before we end? Don't be afraid of
1: FOMO. No, I just Be comfortable The fear
0: of FOMO, so faux FOMO
1: Faux FOMO (laughs) I feel like that could be a really cool song, jingle thing Yes, yes I just put yourself out there, be real And be comfortable with your real self You have to be comfortable with your real self Before you can give your real self Which is why
0: our last episode with Liz Talked about, you know Being okay with yourself and knowing your worth your
1: flaws because your flaws are part of your beauty it's
0: true it's true anyway i that's a wrap thanks molly for being here tonight thank you for having me if you're liking what you heard on this podcast uh, or other episodes i would just love for you guys to leave a review on itunes and share this episode with your friends and family if this message meant anything to you I know that having FOMO is a real thing and that we all struggle with it at times, and we all struggle with looking at social media and comparing ourselves to others, and we let our insecurities get to us. I just hope that this discussion helped you, and I'm so glad Molly could come on and talk about this topic with me. See you next time when She Builds Me Up.